This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaykul. Even before Wednesday's move by OPEC to cut oil production starting in November, U.S. gas prices have been on their way up recently. And as we talked about yesterday, prices at the pump are likely to increase moving forward. That news, unfortunately, means less money in our pockets as consumers. But what does it mean politically for Democrats and Republicans, especially as they head into the November midterm elections? Today, Josh Siegel and I talk about that very important question and how rising gas prices might shake things up. It's Friday, October 7th. Josh, we might be looking at a rise in gas prices in the near future, especially after OPEC's decision on Wednesday. Based on your sources, do you expect this to shake up the midterms, if at all? Yeah, so this is looking like the October surprise that always seems to happen in some form before a election. And what it does is for Democrats, I mean, they're clearly anxious about what this will do, even though it's still very uncertain exactly the implications that this will have on gas prices. But what it does is it it just brings the issue of gas prices back to the fore. And it was something that for a long time we thought would be the dominant issue is kind of this most visible form of inflation. And Republicans are really eager to press that and play offense. And then it started to fade a little bit. There was the abortion decision out of SCOTUS immigration has come up as an issue, just kind of other issues that have come to the fore. And and there was some thought among Democrats that maybe the worst was behind them as prices fell throughout the summer. So this kind of brings brings the issue back to the forefront, even if prices aren't expected to rise to the $5 a barrel that they hit early this summer, which was a record. Right. And you report specifically that Democrats had been growing optimistic that high gas prices were fading for voters, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I talked to people, advisors to Republican candidates, Democratic candidates in the midterms, and Republicans acknowledged that this issue wasn't the single thing that they could run on, that they had to broaden their message and that it couldn't just be, hey, prices are out of control. Democratic policies have played a role in that, according to their thinking. They felt like it just it wouldn't be that simple, as, as Senator Kevin Kramer told me. Maybe it's not as negative an impact for Democrats as as you would have thought otherwise when prices were coming down in, in the way that they were. And then you also had a poll that really showed that independents, who are very important in swinging the key races in the midterms, were saying that gas prices it wasn't as top of mind for them. They were there was a ten point decline in the number of the percentage of independents who said gas prices are going to be higher in the next six months. So perceptions had seemed to be moving in the Democrats favor and that people seem seem to be feeling that prices were lower and were going to continue to be lower. And then again, we'll see what the market implications are actually from this move by OPEC, but it could figure in a perception and just the fact that it's back in the headlines and how voters are feeling gas prices and seeing them. Got it. And what about the Republican side here? Four months ago, attacking Democrats about gas prices was really working for the GOP. If those attacks ramp up again, will they be as effective as they were earlier? 
you know, everyone I spoke with seems to think that, again, I mean, price is going up if they do four weeks out from an election, that's advantageous for Republicans. So I don't, I don't want to minimize that totally. But there is this acknowledgement that maybe inflation and especially the gas price piece of it is kind of baked in, as one outside advisor to Republicans told me. I mean, it's it's something that, as he said, I mean, the, the frog's been boiled on this one, right? It's been out there for so long. So can Republicans use it in the same way? It's unclear. I mean, it's not as fresh. And again, prices aren't expected to go back to that those highs that they were before. And really, as a Democratic advisor, Paul Bledsoe of the Progressive Policy Institute told me, when prices fall below four bucks, which is where they're at now, and not expected on average to go over four, I mean, the, the pressure's off, as he said. It's it's kind of a magic number. And the bet from Democrats is that Biden has has taken this very proactive, very vocal approach to say, look, everything's on the table. He's done these releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. There's more planned. They're kind of floating other possibilities, although there's not a ton more that they can do. But the Democrats are betting that by kind of showing that they're doing everything they can and and Republicans, on the other hand, are just being very critical and blaming the Democrats and blaming how Biden has approached fossil fuel production on public lands, that they don't really have answers, but they're just kind of criticizing. So that's the hope from Democrats is that this is bringing gas prices back to the fore, but prices still may be low enough to keep the issue in the background. Also, the Environmental Protection Agency is expected to include electric vehicles charged by certain renewable energy sources in its initial proposal for the future of the renewable fuel standard. That's what two people in the industry familiar with the plan told Politico. If finalized, the change would mark a significant shift in an already controversial federal program that currently requires biofuels to be blended into the nation's transportation fuels. Currently, refiners are required under the RFS to show they have blended the required volumes of renewable fuels into their supplies, or else they have to purchase tradable credits known as renewable identification numbers. Under EPA's upcoming proposal, the agency is expected to include renewable identification numbers for electric vehicle charging. For context, EPA has faced bipartisan pressure to allow renewable electricity to qualify under the program if it is used to power electric vehicles and to approve petitions for fuel pathways including biomass feedstocks and waste-to-energy facilities. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Josh Siegel is the usual host of the podcast. Raghu Manavalan edited the show this week. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back on Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Energy demand is on the rise. That's why Chevron plans to increase its oil production by 15% over 2021 levels in the Permian Basin all while continuing to reduce both carbon and methane emissions intensities. Learn more at chevron.com slash Permian Production.